now. You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. Podcasting with this guy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Minus five. Four. Send me that because I left my phone. Yeah, no, other no distraction. Booster ignition. You guys really ran out of soap cheapos? So those are empty cases. Yeah. I thought those were free. Oh, cases in the drain. Here at the studio. Um, are we on? Oh, you're on, baby. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Welcome, Adrian. Hello. People remember Adrian from last episode and maybe even the episode before that. Possibly. Yeah. You're going to have to get up on your mic. There we go. Um, so today's episode I thought would be a little different. Allie's sick, and I thought we'd do it a little different. I thought maybe we would um, talk a little freelance, freelance strategy and yeah. business strategy, stuff like that. So I'll have you introduce yourself a little bit, Adrian, give more of your context. But, um, but yeah, I thought it'd be cool, you know... Um, you know, you have to be careful who you get advice from, not because people will give you purposely bad advice. Right. But um, I think it's really special. Like, I believe in this idea of teach what you know and, like, share the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is, like, instead of waiting until you have 20 years experience or 30 years experience, like, teach what you know at the time. Because sometimes there's this, um, isn't it called the fallacy of expertise, Kyle? There's, like, this idea where... Once you become an expert in something, it's really hard to remember what it was like to start. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested in getting advice from people that are just like two years ahead of me, five right. years ahead of me, because they remember where I was at, right? Right. And so I thought it'd be really valuable for people that listen that maybe are getting into the freelance game or maybe are a year or two in. Um, you know, I don't pretend to have like all the answers, but I've been doing it for a little bit and I remember what it was like. Um and like your your story and journey, I really resonate with. So, thought it'd be valuable for us to have a conversation. Hundred percent. And I I do consulting sometimes with people like business consulting or brand building or stuff like that. So, I just figured we'd re- we'd record a conversation and just see what happens. See if it's valuable. Sweet, yeah. So my name is Adrian Cortez. Um, I've been doing freelancing for only a year. Yeah. I've been doing photography for two years, videography for two years. So where'd you go to college again? I went to Cal State Fullerton. I'm from California. I'm not from Texas, but I'm from California, Uh LA, and I went to Cal State Fullerton. It's like in Orange County. They were, they prided themselves in the communications department. Okay. And I was lost in college. Mm. We're not going to get too deep into college, but I'll I'll touch into (laughs) it a little bit because that's a different episode. That's a whole experience. But I was asking myself, a junior, what is the fastest major that can make me graduate? Oh, nice. Because I'm over it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on communications, I was like, screw it. I had no idea what advertising, marketing, none of that was. Yeah. But it was the fastest one to do it. So I did it. Realized while taking the program, no one knows what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> like we, there was a social media professor. Yeah. Who had, was still believing that newspaper was the way to go. He's like, Dude. it's going to come back. And I was like, wow. No. Wow. And it's just, so that whole thing. So yeah. while that was happening, I was like, I need to learn a skill because this degree will not give me any job. I seriously don't know anything yeah. from here. You want to learn skills, yeah. Yeah. So then I was a barista at Blue Bottle in the Pasadena shop. And this one guy always came at night with a camera. We all, you only do pour overs. So you have to like three minutes. You, you got to talk. You got to talk to the person, right? Like, yeah. hey, what's up, man? And eventually just kept coming every night. Just would bring his camera and just take pictures of me making coffee. And I'm like, dude, is this for fun? Or like, do you, do you like doing this? Like, is this for like Pasadena? He's like, yeah, I just do it for fun. Um, I'm a photographer, but I work at the arcade down the street. Interesting. His name's David Lopez, plugging mm-hmm. him in. Yeah. And he, I was interested in photography. I was like, that's pretty cool art. Yeah. Ask him a little bit about it. He's like, dude, tell you what, save up a couple tips. Go to Sammy's camera shop, Pasadena. Tell him what you're looking for. 
They'll give you all the information. Take, take it home, research it. Mm. I can't tell you what to buy. Yeah. You need to follow your own way. I'm Interesting. Like, Let's do it. Yeah. Did that. Bought a Canon Rebel SL2. Nice. The kit lens and the 50 millimeter 1.8 EF. Yeah. Nifty 50. And I told him, yo, I bought it. He was like, so you're serious about this? I'm like, 100%. He's like, come on, I'll show you around. So you just started walking around Pasadena at night, taking pictures. I don't really care for street photography, yeah. but it was cool just to learn from him, right? Yeah, just to shadow someone. Yeah, and I wasn't, I wasn't complaining. I was like, yeah. sure, let's do it. I'll fast forward. A year later, I'm getting professional gigs. He's taught me everything he's known. He's Dang. never asked for a price. Wow. We just became really good friends. And That's we awesome. are best friends to this day. And there's a major, major age gap. And it just goes to show, like, it doesn't matter how different you are. You come together. Yeah. I'm 23. I think he's 32. Yeah. And he took the time to teach a 21-year-old kid how to use a camera. Yeah. And, well, I, and I, that resonates with me heavily. Well, I think what people should hear from that story is, like, um, good teachers are hard to find, but good students are also hard to find. Exactly. Like, people, I think people underestimate how much someone is willing to teach you if you're a good student. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, like he gave you advice and you went and actually did it. Yeah. And, um, I think like, I mean, you can get, you can find a lot of really good advice online or on the internet, or you could ask someone for good advice, but there are very few people that actually do it. Right. And if you show someone, yeah, I took your advice and here's what happened. Um, people are much more willing to, to teach you because it's exciting to watch someone, yeah. um, succeed and grow those types of things. Yeah. And what's cool about it is he was very front he's like, I, I've done photography for 10 years. My mentor has done it for 20 plus years. Mm. He's taught me his mistakes. Yeah. I've learned from his mistakes. Yeah. I'm teaching you my mistakes. Yeah. You will make mistakes. Yeah. Whoever you teach photography next has three eras of mistakes. Yeah. You can teach, but no matter what, this is the biggest thing you're going to fail. Mm. You're going to make mistakes. Depends how you recover. And that's the thing with me. He told me don't buy a camera gear with a credit card. Mm. What do they do? Oh, I'm going to get paid if I do. Like I just need the better gear. Right. Dropped what twenty five hundred in the lens, mm. and uh, guess what? I didn't make twenty five hundred back. Nowhere, nowhere near. Right. Yeah. So you just learn. Like, okay, cool. I really know to this day. Don't do that. And yeah. that's a mistake. I really resonate with. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't so, get into credit card debt. Don't get into credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Even if you think it's an investment, if you think it's an investment, go all cash debt. Yeah. If you really believe in yourself that much. Yeah. So I love your story too of moving yeah. out here. Like, what what prompted you to move out here to Grapevine? So, um. I wanted something different. I felt like I couldn't grow in California. I felt like I was very boxed in Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong. It's a cool state, but it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I needed to get out of here, do my own thing at the age of 23. And, um, I had a friend who we worked at blue bottle together. Michael, he was like, yo, I'm from grapevine. I think you'd love it. Get along. Well, a lot of opportunity there and check it out. So I came here in November for an interview at a marketing job. Didn't go well, but I love the area. And I was like, all right, even if I get a barista job, I'll do it. Cause if I yeah. was able to get a barista job in LA and sustain myself, mm-hmm. I can do it here. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I am getting paid less, but the cost of living is a lot cheaper. Yeah, Cost of living is way cheaper, way cheaper. Yeah. So I was like, screw it. Let's do it. Right. And it's been like my fourth week as a barista and I've made so many connections Yeah, and it's going crazy. Like there's, yeah. there's stuff, there's stuff I need to update you on. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So what made me come out here was number one, to be financially free. I could do that a lot faster here yeah. than in California. It's looking like if I stayed in California, I would have been, debt-free, maybe next May, 2022. Mm-hmm. But by being in Texas, I might, might be debt-free this May. That's awesome, man. Like 100% debt-free. Congrats, dude. Thank you. I respect the hustle too. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, from even just a little I know about you, like yeah. you've been hustling hard, like yeah, so doing a lot to get 
jobs and work and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So let me break down what I do. We can go back to freelancing. Yeah. Let's so do it. what I do here, I'm a barista full time transitioning probably into part time for some future opportunities coming up. Totally. And why I want to become a barista is one, I love coffee. One day in the future, I want to have my own coffee shop, right? Passive income, get it going. And I've always wanted to be an owner of a business. Yeah. That's super cool. So, uh, but I, I was thinking if there's a coffee shop, if I have my camera, I can make, I can make a living, right? Yeah. So the coffee is stability that provides me each week. I know this is the money that's coming in so I, I can budget better. And then the days I'm off, I'm out for doing photography. Mm-hmm. 100%. I am reaching out to models on Instagram, even on Tinder, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, meeting people at the shop just by noticing branding. Peak Design Backpack. Yeah, that's how we met. You, were, you are not the only person with Peak Design Backpack yeah. that's come in. I've met other people. But yeah. when you were serious, like, come through, I was like, this guy's legit. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, Um I also do social media marketing for some for some clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I might be doing a photography internship nice. with a marketing agency. That's awesome. In the Fort Worth, downtown, downtown Fort Worth. That's sweet, dude. Which, how I got that interview is, we're, we're going to get into that. There's so yeah. much to get into. Dude, but that's awesome. I am working six days a week five six days a week being a barista yeah uh sunday we're, we're closed no matter what so i always go to photography yeah but mind you the hustle's real but i am very tired yeah i am super tired dude but this is the years of your life where you exactly. can be tired you know it's exactly and i, I want to reiter- re- reiterate i say this a lot i'm 23 single no kids mm-hmm. to the 23 year olds who are single and have no kids you can definitely if you want to restart your life you could yeah, you really could. You're so young. You're, you're, yeah, you're so. Even if you're young, I know this one girl that moved over here at the age of 21, single, no kids, whatever, and is doing that exact same thing. Now, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying you have to be single. You don't have to have kids. You can do it all, right? Yeah. But like, if you're just one person, and it's just you, mm-hmm. you can just you're endless. You you can go to Australia if you really want to. If you have a plan, yeah, and you can figure it out. You can do it. Yeah. So you don't need to be trapped or boxed in and feel like I, I can't do anything. There's there's always a way out. I also love what people could maybe take away from your story is that, you know, you, you thought of a job based on past experience, but also a job that might get you other connections, a job where you can do photography at the job or around the job. Like, um, also you could scale back your hours if you need to, as your freelance work grows, right? you know? So, yeah. So, and how I figured that out when I was working at blue bottle, I noticed in Pasadena, California, it's not bougie, but it's pretty nice, right? Yeah. There's a lot of businesses. Uh, there's a cheesecake factory. Love cheesecake factory. <laughs> a couple, couple steakhouses. So you know there's some p- people who work at agencies or just big businesses there, right? Yeah. And I found that out at downtown LA when I was working at Blue Bottle. Downtown LA. It's downtown LA. There's businesses everywhere. Yeah. We worked in the Bradbury building where they filmed Blade Runner. Mm. And uh, That's cool. 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. It's a really cool building. I love that building. And- what parts of 500 Days of Summer? That's an all-time movie for me. Yes, I love 500 Days of Summer. It's the last scene. The last scene, mm, that's the Bradbury building. Very mm. cool. I yeah. know exactly what you're talking That's where he meets the girl, Autumn. Uh, tore me up. <laughs> I have an ex named Autumn. So, so, spoiler alert. It was a big moment for me when I found out that like that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's 500 Days of Summer. Great, great movie. Uh, I referenced it a lot of my photos, too, which follow me on Instagram. You'll see a, a.creator, A-Y-E.creator. Nice. Plug it in. Nice. Um, so when I was working at downtown LA, these people would come from upstairs businesses. I'm like, oh, what do you guys do? Or a marketing agency. Oh, sweet. I, I rushed it. Are you guys looking for interns? Mm-hmm. And he was like, we only, do you go to USC? And I was like, no, because USC is down the street. We yeah. only hire USC kids. Interesting. Okay. Your, your choice. So that tells me I'm not good enough there, which is fine. It's understandable. Yeah. Know my place. 
but I'm too better than my own town, right? There's yeah. nothing going on in my own town. So let's meet halfway. Yeah. I hear there's a blue bottle open in Pasadena. It's a little closer. Let me transfer there. Get there. Google marketing agencies all around. There's a lot. Yeah. Cool. Let me work the morning. So people in the morning come for coffee. You came for coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So work the weekdays, right? You meet these people. Hey, how's it going? Like, what what are you up to? You're making poor. You got to talk to them. Oh, I'm going to my business. I work at the bank. I work at a marketing agency. Oh, you work at a marketing agency? Sweet. Which which ones? I heard there's a couple around here. Oh, sweet, sweet. Cool. Um, and just talk to them like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Get them going. Some people you're like, mm, this person seems a little, yeah. little, little stuck up. Now, yeah, yeah. these these two girls, these two girls seem cool. They're always talking. They're always up. Yeah. They always seem happy. Yeah. Eventually, oh, oh, hey, I'm actually, I actually study advertising at Cal State Fullerton. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm a senior too. Yeah, just figure why not work out Blue Bottom Pasadena. Oh, sweet. We love the coffee, whatever. Weeks, just you know, you got just just marinate it. Yeah. One day, hey, um, you, you guys seem like you guys know a lot about the marketing world. You guys work for a marketing, a marketing agency, advertising agency, sorry. What advice do you have for a senior in college looking for an internship? Mm. Now, I didn't ask them directly for one. I yeah. asked them advice. Yeah, yeah. And then Caroline and Julia were just like, do you want one? Because, <laughs> like, we like you. You yeah. seem pretty cool, knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, what time do you get off? You get off at 1230? Cool. Uh, meet us at the office at 1. Here's the gate code. Here's the address. Come in. Dude, that's awesome. And I had that internship for a year. Yeah. Now, the reason why I did that is because I figured the better, the best way to advertise is not through digital media. It's not through social media. It's through human. Mm. Human always works. That's mm. something we talked about with uh, Charbel. Sorry yeah. if I messed up his name. But no, yeah. no, no, that's fine. Yeah. So I had a 2.5 in college. When I graduated, it was 2.3. Mm-hmm. So if I were to apply for internships, I wouldn't get it because yeah. everyone else was like 3.5, 3.2. But I told myself I'm not taking out any more student loans, mm-hmm. and I'm going to figure out a way. That's exactly the way I did, dude. And I, th- I think what people should learn from that is like, don't just go the traditional channels to get internships, right? Like, exactly. Like, also another thing is, um, we talk about oh, what are they called? Like leading metrics or like uh, KP, like like the metrics that matter for a particular outcome, right? Sure. So if you would have just focused on the number of applications you were putting in, right? Instead you focused on the number of people you were talking to and like, just keep talking to more people. And by putting yourself in a job as a barista or by just putting yourself out there and just talking to more people and just like, you're increasing your chances of something like that happening. You exactly. Know? And people will, people can look at that story and say, well, it was just good luck. Right. But it's like, well, nope. I mean, the more opportunities you put yourself in front of like the, the higher chances for, for good luck. Exactly. Right? So yeah, if you're going to work as a barista and you want in a marketing job, you can't work as, as a barista, like at a cool coffee shop yeah. in the middle of nowhere yeah. or like in a city where there's not really a lot of things going on. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but like yeah, you yeah. want something done, you got to go the extra mile. It, it, it was a f- nine mile drive, mm. 45 minute commute because of the traffic. Yeah. And it was worth it yeah. every single time. Yeah, yeah. And what also another way I got an, inter- well, hopefully I get the internship. I was last week, Last week today, I was editing the podcast on the couch where you were recording. Yeah. I saw this marketing agency hiring a photography intern. I've applied for them in the past, never got it. Mm. And I had my resume triple check, cover letter triple check, like references everything, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll I'll apply again, right? Photography intern, probably part-time. I can do it. And I do want to work at a marketing agency, right? Yeah. Salary benefits would love that. Yeah. So- I was looking, I was like, sweet, here's my, here's my photography portfolio. My portfolio hasn't changed from now to like November. Mm. No, no, no big changes. So I needed the resume, but 
my resume was back in California, like everything listed. There wasn't the current updated resume for here in Texas. And I didn't feel like making one. I was like, dude, I'm tired of resumes. <sighs> let me just F it. Let me, let me write a poem. So I wrote a poem in less than two minutes. Set that as a resume. <laughs> Got an email back the next day. Immediately, we would like to interview you ASAP. Had the interview Tuesday. Wait, so, so wait, let's back up. The only thing you sent was a poem? I sent a poem, my portfolio, my name, right? Yeah. Also a Kanye West quote. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you put the Kanye West quote? In the email? I or? put like anything you, like, you would like to tell us. And I was like, um, I put the quote and I put Kanye West pre 1.6 billion net worth. <laughs> Oh my God. And so I go Tuesday and the interviews on the phone. Interesting. It's a phone interview, right? Okay. I get off at two. Uh, it's, the agency about a 30 minute commute. Sweet. Well, I look at their Instagram and I see one of the videos they gave a coffee shop, a local coffee shop to the agency, a hundred dollar tip saying like a video about giving back to the community. Super cool. Cool. I'm going to go to that coffee shop and have the phone interview there. Mm. Why? Because it's two minutes away from the shop. Mm-hmm. So I'm betting that they're just going to invite me. Mm. So we have a phone interview. Hi, uh, great, great, great. Uh, actually, it's a little, it's a little loud on time. I'm out here. I'm, I'm inside Roots Coffee Shop. Can I just? Uh, I'm gonna go outside real quick. Oh wait, you're at Roots Coffee Shop. That's like down the street. Just, just come on over. So a 15 minute phone interview. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, a 15 minute phone interview turned into me going to their agency yeah. to sit in the patio with the art director and her boss. And it was only supposed to be 15 minutes. It was an hour long. Dude, that's awesome, man. So, and they were like, "Did you, did you plan?" at the coffee shop i was like 100 <laughs> <laughs> but dude but i respect i mean but i bet they respect that though yeah and i asked them so what made you choose me? you have no idea what my resume looks like yeah yeah you just saw a poem and the lady says i've been reading resumes for 10 years now it's the same thing yeah and i'm a writer the minute i get something different i'm like this this speaks 23 single just moved from california wanted to be debt free and that energy just matched you yeah man and she was like so I, I had to, dude. You got to stand out. Like this is this is such a, a an, again like something that people can learn from. Like you got to recognize the environment that you're in, and then how can I stand out, or how can I double down? Like what makes me, um, what's my superpower? Right. right? Like what is my unique? Um, I forget what it's called, but it's like what's my advantage? Right. Like and everyone has them. Oh, unfair advantage. What's your unfair advantage? Love that book. And everyone has their own unfair advantage, yeah. even if they feel like you know, they have the lowest GPA or they have the whatever, like, what is it your unfair advantage? Yeah. Did you read that book? No. So it's a book called the unfair advantage. It's exactly. I don't know the, who the authors are. It's a great I've heard so many people talk about it. Yes. So the way I see it, let's say you and I are playing basketball. You're a lot taller than me, right? I am. I am handsomely taller. Yes. (laughs) You're probably going to, I'm like like seven feet tall. Like if Kyle was picking the last person on this team between me or you 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 probably pick. Well, I, nah, don't know, I played man. a lot of basketball with Edmund. He's 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 not that good. All right. Well, if you were blind, it's a blind date. <laughs> you had to pick one or the other. Yeah, I pick Edmund. He's a big guy. Okay, that's that's expected, right? Yeah. I have to do everything in my power to show I'm better than him, even though he's taller than me. Yeah, hundred percent. And yep. just go like I need to be faster. Yeah. I need to, I need to punch fake, me in fake the crotch. Yeah, punch you in the crotch, man. I need yeah. to drop you and yeah. spit on you. All yeah, that. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. So hundred yeah. percent. But something I want to reiterate during this conversation a lot. What worked for me may not work for you or probably won't. Yeah. You have to go with your personality. Yeah. And that's something very important, especially in the content creation age where the people like Peter McKinnon's. Yeah. Those giant guys, people just copy them. Yeah. 
And I get it. You have to copy someone and then manipulate it to be your own way. Cool. But there's so many people just copying what other people do. That's yeah. not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. It's only going to get you, you got, so far. You got to go above and beyond. Like, and people really respect, like in a world where so many people just do the bare minimum, like you are going to stand out if you go above and beyond. Yeah. Like if you do something outside of the norm or go above and beyond. And this is why I love my content creator friends of like a, mm-hmm. a good six person group. David, my mentor, mm-hmm. he's taught me everything I know, right? And I gave him clients, he's given me clients. And but the thing is though, we disagree on things and that's what makes us ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. He thinks originality is dead. Yeah. And he could think that. Maybe he's right. But for me, I don't let that happen. I'm yeah. like, for me, it's not. I think I can still come up with original creative ideas. Yeah. And that's the way he thinks. And that's totally fine. And we have that disagreement. Mm-hmm. And yet we can still create content together. Yeah. Even though I think his content, his photography content is insane. His his picture, same hashtags he uses every, every every day or with every related photo, same time he posted, it was just a simple coffee mug. Mm. His picture was at the top of the hashtag coffee for a couple hours. Dang. The top. Dang. You know what hashtag coffee has? How many photos of? Oh, man. Millions. Millions. Yeah, yeah. He was the top. Wow. And I was like, dude, that's insane yeah yeah like that's crazy and then uh soon a tiktok thought threw him off but still like <laughs> to be the number one yeah, that's yeah. insane yeah, yeah. and yeah you know what followers hashtags at the end of the day it doesn't really matter mm. but it shows the progression of your work like and it's just incredible yeah. to see that less than a year of that page he ran yeah it's got forty five thousand followers the top of coffee it's Dude, insane. That's awesome. It's 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 insane. That's awesome. Well, let's pivot a little bit. Sure. I, I don't know. I'm not confident if I can help you, but um, I'm here to just you know take questions or like us just riff a little bit on sure. like what's your biggest challenge right now. Maybe give people. Well, actually, let's take a pulse. Like, sure. How would you describe your freelance game going right now? Like, what's your? How many clients are you booking? What's the average price range? What What's the most of the con or the type of services that you're offering? Sweet. So for I'm offering social media marketing. Yeah, that's that's number one. Then also photography. So social media marketing was the number one go to, right? Mm-hmm. But doing it for the past year, I'm learning it's not my number one. My number mm-hmm. one's photography and videography, content creation. Mm. That's the thing because businesses confuse social media marketing with sales. Mm. They could be the same thing, right? Yeah. But I was hired for one client to do content creation, just that, right? It slowly turned into social media sales and me hitting up influencers, asking if they want to be a part. Yeah. And I can do that, but I am not passionate about it. So I'm not going to give two craps of doing it, right? I'm yeah. just like, who cares? Love I love the content creation. Yeah. I love like that slow B-roll. I love throwing in different lenses. What? Because everything I do content creation is all mine, mm-hmm. my vision, and I execute it. Yeah. With sales, it's a copy-paste template. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. And people, some people like sales. It's just not for me. Yeah. So it is social, it was social media marketing, but now it's just going for talking videography for um, – just honestly, a cup, quite a few things. So I made an ad on Instagram talking about if you're a local photographer, model, videographer, graphic designer, let's collab or let's work on some projects together. And my yeah. inbox inbox blew up, which is gr- I'm grateful. It's insane. Yeah. So this. What was your ad spent on that? And how I, did you set up the audience? I spent. So I, I did it through Instagram. Mm-hmm. I spent $50 over 10 days. So it was a total of $50. And um, I targeted models photographers, content creators, videographers, coffee. Cause I love coffee. And did you do like a geolocation? Like- I did 30 miles of the DFW area. Nice. Yeah. And you had people just hit, like, I love that you put an ad, not like, Hey, hire me for something, but just let's collab. Let's collab. Yeah, exactly. Let's give value. Yeah. I'm going to give you value if you give me value. And what did the copy say? Do you like, what did the exact copy say? Like 
Just like, hey, I'm Adrian. Uh, new photographer in the DFW area. If you are a model, photographer, videographer, content, uh, graphic designer, let's collab. On the top right, I put a picture of me with my name tag, A-Y-E-Dot-Crater. A-Dot-Crater. Yeah. You can also swipe up to visit my profile. On the left were my favorite pictures I've probably ever taken. Yeah. Mainly sunsets, which <laughs> I don't regret, but I kind of regret because yeah. – not saying there's not sunsets here, but Wait, what do you mean on the left and on the right? So it I, was an Instagram. Yeah, it was, ad? A, it was an Instagram picture, but I, I placed a photo on the top right oh, and then more gotcha. photos on the left gotcha, in the middle. Gotcha. Yeah, but it was mainly of the beach, and there's not yeah. really a beach here, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that, but it, it still took off, which was fine. But I'm thinking, could have, yeah. could it have done better if it was like city photos, portraits, families? What like was that. what was the result of this? Um, it said 13 followers. That's a lie. It was like a hundred followers because so I got a hundred followers from you, you and then a hundred followers from them. Um models yeah so i wanted a list of models so if brands reach out to me hey this this person would be perfect for it i already yeah. have the contact info yeah and some of them are and actually my models they're not like we're not it's not just business they also become friends of mine yeah i went to a model's like little mini gathering of a birthday party yeah it was great um another more photographers especially wedding photographers a lot of wedding photographers where i'm having my first wedding photographer uh, wedding first solo wedding uh uh dropping the name here um gig first wedding yeah, gig yeah, yeah. in a couple weeks right yeah and it's cool it's a little more controlled environment but it's it's pretty small so i'm like okay i can do it but the bigger weddings i i need help with those backup S- backup so mm-hmm. i will be their backup for them yeah um that's vid- nice videographers too and also this was interesting dancers hmm. which i love dancing i want to get into dancing yeah but hip-hop dancers hit me up too and i was like that's cool. i didn't target them so i don't know how they did it but yeah they did it and videographers but it was mainly models mm-hmm. cool so as well i went on tinder 21 through 27 just females put in my bio photographer looking for models for brand deals i work with and i made one of my clients to do social media marketing for pay the 15 dollars a month Tinder Gold, just for one month. Wait, so that, you wait. You have to pay per month to use Tinder. Tinder Gold. With oh. Tinder Gold, you get to see who likes you. Yeah. So by that, I can see who's serious, and I'm not just swiping forever, right? Okay. So I'm not on the app. And just you made swiping, who swiping. pay for your Tinder Gold? I want a, a client of mine because he was like, "We want like fit models." That's very specific. He oh, was, gotcha. They were like, "Can yeah. you just go to a park and ask a lady?" And I was like, first off, that's creepy. <laughs> I can't do that." Like maybe a gym, maybe right. Yeah. But with COVID and all that, eh, yeah. it's kind of hard. So, hey, girl, you look good. Yeah. You want to? You want me to take some photos wanna, of you? You want to hold this product here, lady? Like, like no, no, that's that's weird. Out. Yeah. But where did you hear this Tinder idea? I was. I thought of it myself. Really? Yeah. So people ask me like, what videos to watch social media marketing? I was like, I don't watch any videos. But so is anyone pissed that you're using Tinder to find people? Like, what what made you think that Tinder would help uh, you find people? It's a social media app. You, yeah. It's a direct target demographic. You're able to put five traits that you're interested into. Yeah. Photos, modeling, coffee, whatever. You put an age. Yeah. You put a location. Yeah. That's is the it, easiest it's, targeting it's app. It's interesting because it's the same theme of you did something outside the norm. Like there are girls swiping through looking to see if maybe they'll find a date. And then they find someone that's like, hey, I'll take really high res, high quality photos of you. Do you want to be a model? And that's like a different, it's like a whole different ass. Yeah, and some people think like, oh, isn't that a bit creepy? Like I'm very upfront yeah. and I'm telling them like I'm real. Here's yeah. my Instagram. Go follow it. I'm yeah. not, I'm not bullshitting. Yeah. So yeah. So then you, and also it comes like a free boost. So you're able to boost your profile. So with that, since your new profile, you're already boosted. Mm-hmm. You press that boost, you're boosted even more. So you're the front person everyone's seeing, right? Wow. So you're getting traction. Hella. So you only need one <laughs> month of doing it. And after that, I got five models from them. Yeah. I already met with two of them. They have photo shoots. I have three photo shoots tomorrow. Nice. Two from Tinder, one from Instagram. Nice. And there we go. Easy. 
So what's the biggest challenge you're having right now? Um, if you, if you're looking for advice or like, what's the biggest sure. challenge in your freelance game right now? That My you're having? biggest challenge is, which is going to sound weird. Actually, no, it's not weird at all. Say, you no, hmm. because I'm getting hit up with all these projects from social media to, uh, to you, yeah. to people at the coffee shop. So not just you, but people at the coffee shop in general, yeah. right? They're like, Hey, we have this project. We really need someone to, to work on it. I'm like, okay, how much value will this bring me? Mm. Am I giving it more value or is it giving me more value? Yeah. I'll do either or, but I need to balance it out. Yeah. Right. You're giving me a lot of value here. You give me a place to talk, all this equipment, get to know people, get to other creatives. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. Yeah. For some brands, I'm giving them a lot more than they can give me. Mm. And sometimes I'll do that. Maybe I just really like the brand. Like I really love the coffee shop, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The pay isn't, it's 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 a coffee shop pay, right? Mm-hmm. So you like, you can't get like a Lambo or anything like that, right? But they're paying you to connect with people. Exactly. Paying, yeah. And uh, look at these connections I've already made. Yeah. So that's a good trade-off. Um, so you just kind of like balance, is this worth my mm-hmm. time investing? Yeah. Sometimes I have to, I have to work not as hard. Sometimes I have to work really hard. Yeah. Which one could give me the most value that I'm not wasting my time? Well, what makes you think that you're having a hard time saying no? Like how do you, what, what's the feeling or what's happening that's making you think I'm having a hard time saying no or deciding that or like what, what, what makes you think that you're having a hard time with that? Because there's so much potential of product, like I want to get into my own branding for making my own merch, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a project where a client needs help with that, and I could learn a lot like yeah. that, and I do want to learn it. Yeah, but I don't have the time right now for that. Mm. So it's like these projects that I am very interested in. Like I, I want to say yes, but I know like I I won't have any breaks. I can't commit to these yeah. guys if I commit to here. So it's saying no to passionate projects that I want to work on. I'm like, yo, in time, gotta yeah. give me some time. Yeah. So, cause I want to learn that, but mm. I, I just, I just literally can't right now. Yeah. So learning to say no, even though I really want to, yeah. is a super hard thing right now because what? you get offered. I've been doing mark uh, freelancing for a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Most majority of the clients I don't want to work with, mm. but now I'm getting clients that I do want to work with. Yeah. So learning to say no to them is a little hard. Yeah. So what would help you if we talk through maybe some parameters like like how would you say or how how would you define the clients that you want to say no to can that's I give tough, a, man yeah can you give a little more context that's that, that's that's a good question well let's let's try to define let's try to come up with your you know um there's that book book yourself solid and he talks about this red rope and so you have like you your clients you can let clients into your club and you're at the red rope. And so you have to determine ahead of time who are the clients that get in and who are the clients that you're like, Hey, we're not a good fit. Right. And I'd be happy to reference you. Sure. So my ultimate goal is to be my own creative agency, right? Mm, yeah. So photography, learn that videography, learn that a uh, podcast. I haven't learned that. So I'm learning that right now. Yeah. Sound design. I'm learning that right now. Making music. I want to learn that. Yeah. Branding with products, merch, yeah, something I do need to learn. So if it's stuff I've already learned, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I don't really take this project on. Maybe as a side gig, maybe like, hey, once a month, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But like, if it's something, hey, this is on the next list to go. Mm. I'm down with that. So it's so, like if it's something that's going to provide you a new experience, new learning, right? What else? What else is for you right now? Not a good client. What was that? Like, what else for you? 
could we define as not a good fit that you could not just say fit. no to, or that you could commit like, Hey, next time I get this call from this type of client, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to feel comfortable not lying and pretending I'm booked, but just saying, Hey, right now, this is not a good fit for me. I'm happy to recommend right you to someone else. Yeah. So I would definitely say social media marketing. Mm, okay. So I, I, I do love it, but I am seeing a lot more success being a content creator, being a content creator. Yeah. So that's, that's one where I know how to do. Yeah. Cause, but I, it's, it seems like it's working a lot more for me yeah, yeah. than it is for my clients. Mm. And you know, at the end of the day, my clients are small businesses. Mm-hmm. I don't want to screw them over and I'm being honest. Hey, yeah, I have an opportunity coming up. I'm probably going to dip. Yeah. I can give you recommendations if you want them. That's great. So yeah, I would say that well, one. it sounds like, I mean, are you really having a hard time saying no, or is it just, you feel tension about it? Is it that you have a hard time knowing how to tell someone no? Is it, that no, it, it are you just nervous that maybe you're not making the right decisions? Cause it sounds like you understand that you have to say no to certain opportunities. Yeah. Like I, I understand it. It just hurts at, mm. at, at the end of the day. Cause I'm just like, man, was going to that thing really worth it? Mm. What did they, something what did, that you didn't say no to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, what did I have been more worth it to go this way? Like mm. for for example, um, I have regular portrait sessions on Sundays, right? Yeah, I can do a portrait. Slap on thirty five, eighty five. It's my go to, right? But this one local uh, music artist, her name's Katarina. She's mm. hiring me to shoot a little mini music video, mm-hmm. a reel, yeah. right? I've never directed a music video. Yeah, yeah. So I 100% said yes to that. Yeah. And so to the client, we, we had a great concept, Alice in Wonderland. It was going to be cool. It was going to be in Denton. Great. Insane. I had to cancel that. Wow. Or reschedule it to make room in order to grow more with the client on that on that day. The, the different client? You had yeah. a different client? Yeah. So this Sunday was going to be a cool shoot, Alice in Wonderland theme, all that. But it wasn't paid. It was just collaboration. Just a cool mm, thing to gotcha. do, right? Gotcha. And I really wanted to do it. But I can do so much more and learn more and mm-hmm. network better if I go with the artist directing a music video, which I've never done before. Mm. We've been talking about it yeah. on that Sunday instead. Wow. And it's even paid. Yeah. So it's like having to like, yo, I, I want to do this with you, but this is going to be further down the line. Mm. And it's like not like in a sense of like I'm not committed yeah. or anything like that. But if there's if there's an opportunity for me to grow more, I, I got to do that one. So what was the hardest part about that scenario? Was it just like having to tell that person and let them down? Or was it that internally you're like, ah, man, it was, it's because there is a blacklist here in the DFW for photographers. Oh, this photographer bails out. This does this. I don't want to end up on that. So I'm very Mm. upfront. Hey, I got hit up a lot on this ad, a lot more than I expected, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so anything from now on, I'm letting you know it could reschedule. Yeah. And if you're committed, that's great. I am committed, but you have to know my schedule can can change. Yeah, like I got booked for a wedding on Valentine's Day, right? I got booked for a wedding on Valentine's Day this week. So those days on that date, that date totally scratched off. Yeah, I had nothing, not nothing doing that day because yeah, I was yeah. in a single life. But mm-hmm. still, like I, it's anything up to reschedule. Yeah. So do you have you ever had people get upset because you rescheduled something? Yeah. 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 They were like, oh well, this is on, this kind of on my time. And that's where you're just like, look, I owe you. And it's, I'm not, I am not ditching you because I don't want to work with you. I do, yeah. but I have a bigger opportunity that I just can't say no to. And I don't have the ability to send another photographer to you right now to yeah. get you the results I can produce. Are they paid gigs or is it uh, just like free collabs and half, stuff? Uh, half paid, half, half collabs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Collabs are, I like doing, there's a, 
thing in the freelance world saying never do your work for free, I 100% disagree with that. Mm. Because if you're always charging, who's going to hire you? Hey, what, what experience you got? Mm. Yeah. None. Yeah, and yeah. I could be wrong. That's the thing. I always want to reiterate. I could be wrong. This is my way. Yeah, yeah. I have friends that are like, I'm, I always do paid work. And they're great at it. They're great at their jobs. 100% they should. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, hey, I got no content coming up. I, I need content. Yeah. I mean, you might be at a different point in your career where you say, I'll never do pay or never do free work. But I mean, you're at a different point right now where exactly. it is helping you. Well, how can I help? Like, can we help? Maybe let's talk through. I mean, is there, I think there are systems that you could put in place that would help you not feel so stressed about rescheduling or whether or not you're rescheduling. Right. To me on the outside, I'm thinking if a bigger gig is coming along, my question would be, are you charging enough for those other clients? Like, is there a way that we could charge more and get a deposit up front where you know that even if a bigger gig comes along, you're like, hey, man, I have to, right. I have to, they would have to be on a different time because I already have this gig. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because this is something I know I have a problem with, but I'm always just like, oh, it's fine. But it's it's true. Like when I got booked for the wedding and I and if they hear that, if they hear this, I, lo- I love this wedding. It's going to be super cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to cry while shooting it. <laughs> but they asked for my price. Yeah. And I told them and they were like, Oh, that's it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I could have charged more, but yeah. Hey, it's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all right. So that is a part I'm having difficulty where what, I know pricing we, pricing. And I know we talked about that of like, what do you, okay. what do you value this work at? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard when you're having a conversation with one, two to three people Yeah, and they're not like, you know, down to you or anything like that, but it's like, okay, got to build this confidence and you got to show like, this is the work I do. Yeah. 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 And I take great value in it. How much value do you think is it? Yes. Yes. So, that's the hardest part of actually talking to them to their face yeah, and not forgetting that and just being like, Oh, well, you know, yeah. I'll do a hundred dollars off. Like, like I think earlier, maybe, maybe that could fly. But now I feel I am a professional photographer. Yeah. I am learning videography, but I'm real. I've progressed so much. So yeah. I should be charging a, a well, little Well, here, more. let's do a little role play. Here's let's one way that you could get around this. Sweet. That would be very honest and upfront. And that would be a way to just cut to the chase with money. Right. Sure. So you have to think, um, people that are looking for a wedding photographer, I mean, they only get married once, right? The value on those photos, I'll tell you, I have, um, we just had a friend take photos for our wedding. And to this day, 10 years later, we still regret that we just had a friend take the photos. Like it, you know, we just didn't get high quality. No one did any editing on the photos. I learned, I know a lot more now. So when it comes to a wedding, you have to understand, I mean, you'll know from the beginning, wow, this is a very important day for someone, right? right? So you have to think from their perspective, right? They're nervous about this. And what really they want to pay for is peace of mind. Mm. What they're really, what they're really paying for, they're not just paying for the photos. They're paying for peace of mind. We don't have to worry about this photographer. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen. We're paying knowing that we're going to get a good result, right? Right. One way sometimes I've found to talk about money up front in a way that, puts everyone at ease is to just say straight up to the client, right? So the client comes to you and says, um, Hey, we're, you know, you're in photography. We'd like to consider you as a photographer for our wedding for our wedding. What's your price? One way to be upfront, especially for the stage you're at now is to say, I'm really excited to do this wedding. I have to be honest with you. I haven't done very many weddings. So can you tell me the price range for a photographer that you were looking for. And I can tell you based on my experience, I have friends that charge a lot of money for photography, for wedding photographies. I have friends that charge less than me. I want to get a read for what you were expecting. 
so I can understand if if I might be in your in the the range that you're looking for, mm. or if I have to contact someone else, it might be a little better, right? Mm. That's like one way. I've done this before with um with promo videos. I've just been straight up with people, and and you know this might not work in every situation, sure. yeah. But I've had people come to me and say, "We're looking for a promo video. We want to know what the price is." And I talk to them more about their business, what they're looking for, this and that. And I say, "Look, I have friends that charge." six, seven figures, eight figures for promo videos, right? Like, wait, no, eight figures. That would be like millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, three, sorry. Anyways, five, five to six. $5,000. I have friends that charge $5,000 for promo videos. I have friends that charge $100 for promo videos. I have friends that charge $20,000 for promo videos. I need to know what you're thinking because that tells me the, the, like, the level and quality you're looking for, mm, right? Yeah. And so if you tell me a budget, I can tell you if I feel confident that I can, I can over-deliver on the value for that price. That might not always work. They might go, well, no, we just want to know what your prices are. You know, yeah. And then you go, okay, then you got to shoot your shot, right? Yeah, yeah. But I've found people who respect that. They go, look, like we're looking to pay 10 grand for a promo video. And at the time when I had that conversation with someone, I said, look, that's not me. Like I'm in the five to eight grand range and thank you for telling me that that's what you're looking for. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to recommend you to someone else. Right. I like that one because I think even you and I have a conversation about this of you were asking like, what's my price for video editing and video production. I told you and you were like, that's it. And I was like, well, that's what they paid me in California. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm trying to get my mind out of. Like in California, I had to charge very cheap Mm -hmm. just for, just to get work. Yeah. And like, and it's where you're at in the game, right? yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And like, now that I come here, I'm getting like quoted like a lot higher, yeah. which I'm like, is this just the area? Is this because like they see my quality of work? Is it because California it's, it's, there's so many questions to it. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm learning too, as well. Yeah. I, I definitely like that second strategy of like, Hey, what do you value this? Because I'm able to deliver in that price range mm-hmm. or not. And then you, you just get a straight up answer and you're like, cool. Cause I like if that. someone, if someone like, let's say right now, someone says, Hey, I want to hire. Cause like, I don't think a lot of people think of this or think through this. Sure. Right. They just think if someone were to pay me 10 grand for a wedding, holy crap, like you'd be so excited, right? But then right. the the moment after that is I have to deliver on 10 grand, like the pressure of that, right? Right, right. I think when I used to think of these big numbers for gigs, like graphic design, branding, all these packages, I just thought like I wanted to get them to the yes of the, the amount of money. Then once I started, and I do think you should always just double your prices every time between clients just to not, not that you're going to like, not every client's going to say yes, but I think especially for like graphic design, this type of creative work, your first five times that a client comes to you, I would double your price every time until people start saying, Whoa, this is way too high. And then you go, okay. And then you're like, okay, cool. I got my first person to be like, this is way too much. And then you're like, okay, cool. Let me back up a little bit. But then also to test, because in my experience, when I started doing that, I got to a price range where a client and I had a few clients say yes, but I was stressed out of my mind because to me, I like in, I knew in my bones, I don't know that I can provide that, uh, that amount of value. Right. So you're going to feel out not just what people will say yes to you, but what makes you comfortable. Cause you're going to start know like you're going to know other photographers and what other photographers are charging. And you're going to, you're going to like show up to the wedding, either super excited or a little stress because if like, if someone tomorrow said, I'll pay you 10 grand for a wedding photography, like for, for uh, a photo shoot for a wedding. I mean, you might be like, man, 
do I need to bring two backup photographers? Like, right. Like how many photos am I going to have to edit? Like, is this like, do, am I adding video on this? Like how else am I presenting this? How am I doing the selects? How am I doing the whole exactly, process? Yeah. How am I prepping? How many meetings beforehand? How many meetings afterwards? Like all of that. Right. Um, so I think that's part of it is not just what I'm charging that they'll say yes for, but can I deliver on that? You know? Right. And that's why I also did that ad. So like, cool. Yeah. If, I know there's a wedding or a project too bigger, yeah, bigger yeah. than me. I have these photographers that are willing to work with me. Yeah. Like, Hey, I'm gonna have you front the project, but I want to be backup. Yeah. Or yeah, just yeah. like, Hey, I can't do this. Can you just do it? Yeah. Um, and the back to expectations, uh, there was one guy's name's Juan Torres there, him and his wife, they do, um, they have a, a barber studio. It's called espresso cuts back in California involved with the coffee. Like I said, my story revolves all around coffee. Right. Yeah. And he always says, what is the expectations of the client? Mm. That's a conversation you need to have. And you yeah. just mentioned that again yeah. because I had a client who had high expectations for their brand. Mm-hmm. I was like, sweet. I can do that. There's some of those things I can't do. Mm-hmm. So this is my price range. Yeah. They were like too high. Yeah. And I was like, I, I can go a little lower, mm-hmm. but it, you're, I'm just letting you know, the expectations are pretty high right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I deliver them they wanted more. And I was mm-hmm. like, if you want more, you have to pay more. Yeah. Yeah. And then they weren't about it. So then we split our ways. Then that's great. That's great. Like, I think, I think that's a win. Like it, I think for you in this next couple of months, like getting people to say that's too high is going to be a win for you because you're going to learn information. Like, okay, I went to this point and it was too high. Another thing you can do that's really helpful that I've done before is after, like, let's say you shoot this wedding, you charge them a certain amount. They're excited about that amount. you, perform the whole thing you give the deliverables d- deliverables back then you go back to them and you say not you you don't say i'm thinking for my next client i'm going to charge this amount what you do is you give them three amounts so you give them a range you say hey you know i'm learning wedding photography um thank you for believing in me i know you really loved you know you're going to give great photos and all that stuff this was great um, asking them what you could have done better, but then saying for my next client, I'm thinking of charging more. I'm thinking of charging either. And let's say like, what are you charging this time? I'm charging six fifty. So $650. Yeah. It's only, so, so, and also to give context, there's no, there's no reception, just yeah, a ceremony, wedding, yeah. just two hours. So I would go back. So you go back to them afterwards and you say, Hey, look for the next wedding that someone comes to me, I'm thinking of either charging a thousand, 3000 or 5,000 for what I gave you. Would you have been like, what would have, what would you have been super happy to like, would you have been happy to have paid one of those prices? Right. And see what they say. Cause they might surprise you and be like, we a hundred percent would have paid three grand for that. Yeah. And then, you know, like going into your next, going into your next client, like you have that peace of mind of like, look, at least one other person has said the value I brought was three grand, three grand, you know, that's an awesome strategy. Yeah. Cause you're always thinking of the next client, but you're not, sometimes you forget, Oh, let me ask the past clients. Yes. Let me ask them like, yo, like be real. Did, did I undercharge you? And they'll, and they'll be like hundred percent. You undercharged yeah. us. Yeah. And you're like, great. Well, what do you think? What do you think I should have charged? Yeah. You? That's, see, that's, or, that's or, great. Yeah. Like your, your most recent clients are sometimes the best information you can mm-hmm. get. Um, I had clients come out that I charged the most I had ever charged for something. Um, I charged like 15 grand for something. And after two days of doing all this work, we had this dinner and I just asked them, I said, you know, they, and, and we had gotten to a place in our relationship where I felt really comfortable Comfortable, asking them that. And that's important too. But I was just like, look, based on all the stuff we did, we did production, we did strategy, we did this, we did this. Like 
like, was this worth the amount that I charged you? Like, were you happy to pay it? Do you feel like now that we've gone through everything that you're excited? And they gave me really good feedback. They were like, look in the invoice, you separated everything. We would have much preferred that you just, here's everything we're going to do. Here's one price. Mm. And so I just, from then on, I was like, okay, that's how I'm going to do it. I like, I put the strategy, I put a price on strategy and a price on production. Right. And afterwards they were like, look, like we were really nervous about the price you put on strategy. It would have, it, we would have been less nervous if you just clumped it all together. We would have been like, absolutely. Let's do it. Two days, strategy, production, one price tag. So, I mean, your, your most recent clients sometimes are the best information you can get. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That is something valuable that I did not really one learn in school and two, yeah. Uh, you just learn by just talking. Yeah. Like I said, the best form of advertising is just human and just yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah. Learning, not they're not mistakes. They're just learning, right? So you, I get to learn from you. Yeah, you get to learn from me. Yeah, get to learn from Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, teach us something. Uh, yeah, I did some consulting back in the day when I was in college. I, uh, I ran an Amazon business and I had a steady stream situation Ooh. where anyone who wanted to know what I did. I would, uh, we had a good deal. They would buy a six pack of beer and, and then long, you'd give them as long as I was drinking, as long as they kept providing, I would tell them anything. When eventually I would get a little tips and I wouldn't want to, but I think <laughs> it really goes to show the principle of what Edmund said earlier, where, uh, there's a lot of people looking for teachers. There's also a lot of teachers looking for students mm-hmm. like a- like David gives Adrian a ton, a ton of value. But it's also it's a lot of fun to talk to someone who wants to do what you do and who's willing to do something about it. Like, like, I think everyone should find someone that they're willing to teach. Like everyone should find someone. I mean, it's this whole Protestants or not like pastors. I hear a ton of pastors say this, like find someone who pours into you and someone that you can pour into because like you learn by teaching. You learn by teaching other people. And uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, Kyle, I cut you off. Yeah, but. no, and it's just also, it's just great for super fresh ideas. Like if you are super involved in photography and you spend all your time with people like right around your same skill level, you're all going to progress at kind of the same slowish pace. But when you talk to someone who's completely random, who has, knows nothing about it, sometimes they'll have, they'll have a ton of ideas and most of them are going to be really dumb. But if they give you one great idea, holy cow, it's, that's money in the bank, like I think Twain said that the best swordsman in the world doesn't need to fear the second best swordsman in the world, but he needs to fear someone who has no idea what he's doing because mm. they'll just do things completely unexpectedly. And that's why I always like talking to these random kids who wanted to learn how to do what I was doing. I was just not making that much money. Yeah. Just like slightly more than a minimum wage job because they would have a good idea. And if I learned stuff like one thing from them, then it was definitely worth sitting around drinking beer, talking about something I was into that my friends didn't want to hear about anymore. <laughs> like it was the definition of like a win-win for all yeah. parties. Yeah. That's awesome. So what else, man? Let's, uh, we have so little more time. Is sure. there any other big challenge that you're having or any area of your business that where you're like, man, I feel really stuck at, with this. Hmm. Honestly, not really. I feel like those, the money one was a big one. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I don't have like a lot of small problems. I just have like the big problem. Yeah. Right? And the money. Here's one. the one. Here's the thing that I always catch, like ask people because I think it's so important. I didn't do this for years. Do you ask for a deposit up front? Yeah. I do a okay, deposit good. And, and contract. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. 50% I, deposit up front. We're not getting you on the calendar until you give me that money. Yeah. I, I have a small story about that. So I was hired to shoot for a coffee catering company at a wedding. Yeah. So it wasn't shooting the wedding. Yeah. Just the drinks. It was a, uh, it was cool. It was like coffee and bartending. Cool. Uh, Mo Bar and Co. Go check them out. They're in um, LA. Um, it was cool, right? That after after you know COVID shut them down. But at that wedding, oh, the bridesmaids 
a bridesmaid, I guess, came up to me. Hey, we don't have a photographer. Can you shoot this wedding? Mm. Outside, outdoor, outside, backyard wedding. It was already past sunset. So we already, like, there's nothing. And there's, like, some lights hanging on. But I was like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say no, right? Because I can make real money here. Mm-hmm. She was like, do you want to do it or, or not? I was like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. So I had plans to go out with friends afterwards. And I, like, scratched it. I can make $900 right right then end this night. Plus the money from the coffee catering, right? The mm-hmm. coffee catering was like, yeah, dude, totally fine. You already got us photos. It's already nighttime. Go do your thing. And yeah. we just fell up a relationship there. Did the wedding. I thought I did the best I could with what I got. I had no experience shooting a wedding. I was there with one lens, two lenses, and I was like, no flash. Mm. Screw it. Yeah. I edited that thing for hours on hours on hours. Didn't ask for a deposit. And I didn't really have my website up and ready, so I, didn't, I wouldn't have my photos there. I would send my photos through WeTransfer to their email, so they got it. So then I'm like, hey, I have the photos ready. Can I send the email? I'm like, sure. I'm like, sweet. Um, it's going to be a big file, so I'm going to send you send it right now. Here's my Venmo. Uh, please send the money ASAP. Thank you so much. I sent both files at the same time. Mm. That's where I messed up at. <laughs> I should have held on to one. She got the photos. Red. The message. Hey, just Adrian, did you get the photos? Red. Hey, just I'm wondering if you can spend that 950 soon. Maybe you can do payments. Red. Oh, call voicemail. Yeah. Took the bullet. Dude, it's it's so important. And like people will respect you when you do that. Yeah. And see, people will respect you and you'll respect them. Like, like I and, and there's been so many times where I've booked some date for something. I mean, I used to do a lot more um, public speaking sure. for dates and stuff. And I just had to get to a point where it was like, look, if you, like I need you to get the deposit, otherwise I can't book it on my date because on my calendar, because if I book this on my calendar, I'm going to say no to other opportunities. And if we get one week out and you cancel, like I've just lost all these other opportunities. Like I've said no to other events. Right. And then now you're not going to pay me for something. So man, I think that's a, that's good that you're doing that. Cause I think a lot of people make that mistake of just thinking, well, I don't want to ask for money up front. It's like, no, they'll take you seriously if you do that. Yeah. And, uh, one of the biggest struggles people often have, I don't want to say a struggle. It's kind of, it's an excuse, but struggle because the internet's so vast. I don't have a lawyer for a contract. You can mm-hmm. download any contract off a template off Google. Yeah. Less than a second. Your friends probably have one. Yeah. yeah. Change it up a little bit. There you go. You're good to go. And that's something I was make an excuse. I don't have a contract. I don't know. Like I got to make it just, yeah. my friends like dude, my friend David is like, dude, just, just get one, bro. You're making yeah. too many excuses. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I did. And that's what happened. And the most important thing, especially right when you're starting out, especially with freelance work where you're working like with you, you're working with uh, like someone you met, right? right? Is not so much that it has to be super legal, mm. but just write down the things that you're like write down the expectations, but right. like it's, it's like your, it's your breakup agreement. Hopefully you never break up, but it's the breakup agreement, right? Yeah, like yeah. If this, this, and this doesn't happen, you know, the client has a right to do this and I have a right to do this. Right. Like, right. uh, and that's all it really is. I mean, technically an invoice is, a, is a form of a contract because yeah. an invoice says the client is agreeing to pay this for this deliverable. Yeah. And what's, what's tricky now is a lot of content creators, photographers, freelancers, they just use Venmo cash app, mm-hmm. which is fine. Right. Yeah. And sure, if you want to hide money that way, maybe you could, yeah. but just know that there is a risk to everything yeah, totally. you do. Yeah, because so legally you're not supposed to do that. Legally, I'm yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah. But if you want to do it that way, I mean, this isn't financial advice at all. Just power to you. Yeah. Like GameStop, power to the players. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I, I would, I would, I think people are listening to this. Definitely ask for a deposit, half, half deposit up front. And if you don't, you, you really should. You yeah. 100% really should be. 
Well, dude, any other any other advice you have for people or anything else like you're thinking about as you're I mean, this is um, you're going to look back on this in five years and be like, oh, man, that was when I was then. You sure. Know? Um, it's pretty redundant what I want to say right now, but yeah. it's it's true. Just start. Mm. Just don't be watching. Oh, I need to watch this video how to do social media marketing. I need to do this video. Just just do it. Because if you have some knowledge, just any bit of knowledge, and you get yourself into a you know small small client, small project, mm. you're going to be so scared of doing a good job. You're going to go extra and beyond, and you're mm. really going to learn and test yourself much rather than you're just sitting all day watching YouTube videos. Yeah. So put yourself out there. If it's a client you think it's a little bigger than you, just tell them, be honest. Hey, it's my first time doing it, but I believe I have the skill set to run yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes maybe you don't. Maybe you do, and you are going to fail, not at everything, but some things. I messed up by formatting my card, and I had an entire 50-minute client video of a training mm. gone. And you're like, "Yeah, it's gone. There's nothing yeah. I can do about it. So you just tell the client. Yeah. client's like, we really needed that, and you you dropped the ball. Like, I did. I can offer you these services half price or for free, Yeah, but please. And they're like, we don't want to work with you. And I was like, understandable. I messed up. Move on. Yeah, You're going to have a bad day. Get, get over it. Get yeah. back out there. It's like that whole thing about... Uh, it's okay to make mistakes. Just don't make them twice. Right. It's just like, twice, we yeah. just don't want, we want to make new mistakes. Yeah. So now I, every time I do a shoot, it's immediately my computer. Yeah. One backed up hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. And then I'll keep it on the SD card just mm-hmm. in case something happens. Yeah. And then I'll throw it into a solid state drive, the yeah. external one, just in case, yeah. just in case the computer takes the shit, whatever. Yeah. Always have backups. Yeah, yeah. So just, just, you guys just got to start. And, and, and I think it's really good advice too, like just being honest and upfront because it's way better to operate in that freedom of, mm. Hey, look, I've never done this exact project before. I have this kind of experience around it. I think I can do it. I want to make this my main focus. I'm going to work really hard at this. I want to learn. I'm going to give you a slight discount for that. But I want to be upfront with you. Like, I'm going to give this all my effort. Uh, here's why I think I can do it. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Dude, you'll have clients will be so happy. Like, so yeah. happy to do that. You, you got to be upfront. And then if that client really enjoys you, yeah. they're going to keep you around, right? I had a friend that, that, that was like, look, I'm in, I'm, we were getting a quote from him for uh, animations and like animated motion graphic videos and stuff. And he's, and at one point we started talking about 3d animation. He was like, look, I'm going to be honest. Like 3d animation is a little outside of my realm, but I'm really interested in that area. In my spare time, I'm trying to learn 3d animation. If you hired me to do 3d animation, I'd give you a discount and uh, you know, it would be a main focus of mine. I'd be really interested in learning it. And you know, I'd give you that slight discount. I'd work really hard on it because I want to grow in that area. And I was like, that sounds awesome. Sweet. Like you're not pretending you're not going to fake. Like I have way more trust in him. I, I feel good because I feel like, oh, I'm getting a discount. I didn't even know what the price of 3D animation was. I was just, he just, uh, uh, just him saying that, I right. feel better about the situation. Yeah. Right? And you get, you get your content you're looking for. Yeah. And maybe it's not the best what you're expecting, but it's good, right? Yeah. Cool. You get a discount and it's cool because you're given an opportunity to learn. Yeah. So then he maybe he might keep that discount with you like for however long, but now he gets to charge other clients more because yeah. you help them out. Yeah. Totally. And that's what's something I'm loving about Texas. It's about community and giving back. Yeah. And Edder, the guy who owns Sun's Coffee, he just told me he had a conversation. About, I wanted to give him content, and I did. He posts it. It's great. Yeah. And he's like, just give. Mm. Give value. Yeah. You don't have to do it for free. Just give value. Show a person you're really passionate about. You are there. You yeah. want to work there. Even if it's not a lot, just show them, and they they will pay you back, whether it's with connections, mm. networking, money, opportunity. Just show. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I yeah. never got that in California. There were some clients 
like espresso cuts. I love them. They, I gave them, we gave each other so much, so much value. Right. Yeah, and yeah. it was just a great friendship. And I talked yeah. to them like weekly. Yeah. So just give, just start. I had a friend ask, how did you start social media marketing? What videos on YouTube videos did you watch? I was like, I don't watch any. I just went for it. I felt like I knew how to do it. So yeah. I, I started doing yeah, it. Yeah. And guess what? I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But you figure it out. And then you you learn on the job. You learn on the job. Especially if you're willing to listen to people and be honest like that, like yeah. what you're saying. I mean, I've always tried to price. Like, I always try to price, like you said, you know, you don't want them to go, that's it. right? So you try to price in, the w- in such a way that they go, uh, I don't know. And then you're able to come back just a little bit. Mm. That's like my sweet spot. If you go... I don't know what all is included in that. And then you kind of figure out you and that client kind of figure out like, okay, I'll add these deliverables or we can come down to this price. Um, But then you want to be confident that at that number you can over deliver. Right. Like you're like, okay, cool. At that amount, I know, like I haven't said all these other things I'm going to do. I'm going to over, like they're going to be surprised and delighted at the stuff I'm going to do. Which I was thinking about for the wedding too. Yeah. Yeah. Also the last piece of advice a lot of photographers or people who wanting to be photographers are asking me, what camera should I, would I buy? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what phone do you have? Oh, the iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro, iPhone 12. There you go. Mm-hmm. I know this one social media market. I forgot her name, but I found her Instagram back in California. Just looking. She charges to shoot f- photos with her phone. She's a photographer with her phone. Wow. She makes money. Wow. Makes bank. Easy. That's weird. That's weird, right? That's so but weird. But she puts it up I front. thought you were going to say she charged to shoot a wedding on her phone. No, no, no. no. Like that just, would be intense. Just, just regular portraits, coffees, businesses. Yeah. She literally, up front, I yeah. shoot with my iPhone 11 Pro. Yeah. I charge this much. Yeah. This is my portfolio. You're like, some content of hers is better than my yeah, yeah, yeah. $2,000 camera with lens. I wonder, I wonder how she could reposition that as her unfair advantage. Like, right. like. People are coming to you wanting to shoot with these expensive cameras. I shoot on an iPhone. My unfair advantage is like I'll come in an hour by 30 minutes after my shoot. You'll have all the photos, right? Cause right. like she has all the photos. She edits them on her phone. Boom. She makes social media content for you. She's like, you're done. Done. And, and that's her unfair advantage. There's, there's so many pros to it. There's yeah. cons to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. But like I, I tell friends, just use your iPhone. Let's work on it together. Let's yeah. find a photographer that's willing to work with you. A teacher. Once you feel like, Okay, I need more equipment. I need a. Lo- I I love I love two hundred millimeters, but the iPhone can't do that. Mm. Okay, cool. Maybe it's time to get a camera. Yeah. But yeah. until then, learn photography through your phone, videography, editing. You can do it all for free too. Yeah. You don't have to buy anything. All, like all the apps like you need are basically free. Yeah. You could buy some dollars, five dollar apps to like special effects. Yeah. You don't really need it. Yeah, because sometimes that gear just gets in the way. It's just a, it's just a procrastination. It's like, well, yeah. I'll just get this better camera and then I'll spend three years trying to learn how to use this camera. And it's like, well, you yeah. And like, have just been telling stories and taking photos. Yeah. And then like the latest iPhone 12, they, they're using it for like actual movies, That's which is crazy. insane. That's so I'm really like, crazy. You, you can do it. And yeah, like don't, don't think buying better gear will make you a better photographer. hundred mm. percent. That's not true at all. Yeah. Especially I know cause I bought a lens off a credit card and <laughs> I was not a better photographer. I've been telling you, I'm be straight up. If, if I get that lens now, hundred percent, we way better with it. Yeah. But I, I don't Dude, care. We've all fallen for that job though. Yeah. When I bought the USR, I was like, once I get that USR, ooh, game's going to be changed. We get thousands of YouTube subscribers. Once I get that camera and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> well, Adrian, it's been exciting following your journey. I hope people can continue to follow you as you're exploding here in Grapevine. And I also hope you can look back on this in five years and be like, man, that was awesome seeing where like where I've come. Right where on. can people find you on Instagram, on social media? Sweet. Where can people find you on Tinder? <laughs> I'm deleting Tinder soon. I, we, I have enough models. Where can people I find you? Where do you send people when like where's the best place for them to go to find you? Instagram. Okay. So I know 
as a social media marketing. You should probably have multiple streams of yeah. social media. I choose not to because I'm on it too much. I'm on, I'll be on Twitter too much, Snapchat, Facebook. Yeah. So I just have an Instagram. Yeah. A dot creator. A Y E a period dot creator. Nice. Find me there. Uh, follow message me. If you wanting to learn anything or if you have any questions, DFW area, look, I'm from LA. I will drive anywhere, right? (laughs) I just not, this not matter to me. One model lived in Plano. Yeah. That's far from, we were in downtown and I was like, that's fine compared to California. I was like, where else is fine. Yeah. Gas here is cheap. So like AYE.creator on Instagram, hit me up, give some love. Um, yeah, dude, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Guys drink studio coffee drinkstudiocoffee.com send me a better like ad copy to read i think it'd be fun if people sent in an email where like they wrote out their copy for the like the coffee like what i should read like the ad copy so email uh contact edmundmitchell at gmail.com with your version of the ad copy we should read for drink studio coffee and i'll read it but go to drinkstudiocoffee.com to buy coffee or support us on patreon patreon.com slash is it the studio kyle patreon.com slash the studio that's a phenomenal question. I'm pretty sure it's the studio. It used to be the show, but now it's the studio. True. And thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is the outro coming at you hot. Yeah, I'm looking for the button. Kyle O'Bear looking for the button. Adrian, thanks for being on. Bro, always. We'll catch me here more often, too. Yep, so. You're going to come back on. With more Here's the outro. It's coming. Dude, it's not playing. And, and I have an idea for collaboration. Oh, redefine yeah. you guys. Let's do it. Topo Chico. Oh, let's do it. So. You got massive yeah. ideas coming here. Dude. We're just going to end it without the outro. You guys sing the song in your head. Wow. That is something, guys. See you. Dude.